Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Thanks for checking out the Get Happy with Jay podcast. I'm your host, Jatan Woods. In this episode, we are talking about wellness with Dr. Mary Ann Akers. Wellness can be defined in many ways. In preparing for this discussion, there was one particular definition that I found that stood out to me. The National Wellness Institute defines wellness as a conscious, self-directed, and evolving process of achieving full potential. The Institute goes further to say that wellness is multidimensional and holistic encompassing lifestyle, mental, and spiritual well-being. What I liked best is that their website also states that wellness is an active process through which people become aware of and make choices toward a more successful existence. To read more about what the Institute has to say about wellness, visit their website at nationalwellness.org. I appreciate their definition making the point that wellness is a conscious choice. The National Wellness Institute also breaks down the concept of wellness into six dimensions, which include occupational, physical, social, intellectual, spiritual, and emotional. We could seriously do a dozen or more episodes delving into all these different dimensions of wellness, but for this discussion, I want to concentrate on the emotional or mental aspect of wellness. I would say that of all the aspects, good emotional health is probably the most important, at least in my opinion. We know what it looks like to be emotionally unwell. The result can be absolutely devastating, even resulting in suicide. Before we get into our chat, if you or someone you know is suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Now on to our discussion in wellness with returning guest, Dr. Mary Ann Akers. Welcome back, Mary Ann. Hi, Jatan. It's so good to be with you again. Yes, I've been trying to get you back for a while, but you are in so demand, in <laughs> such demand. <laughs> and vacationing and whatnot and enjoying the retired life. I am. Of which I'm a bit envious. I think that's a part of wellness is that we can all hope to be able to retire. That is a part of wellness. It, yes. It, it hits on all of those six dimensions that yes. you mentioned. And to retire well. So, Marianne, let's start off. I gave that long explanation and definition from the Wellness Institute. What is your particular definition of wellness? What does it mean to you? I, I would like to shorten. I'm, I'm with you a million percent, you and the Wellness People Institute on this definition but for me the shorter version would be it's more an attitude Mm -hmm. Um, it's not necessarily a doing um, but it's more an attitude about these different dimensions and from the attitude flows the doing but first we have to recognize I believe that that there are these elements to wellness which is different than health yes Describe what's the difference. What is the difference? Health is like a state of being. You're Mm -hmm. either well 
or you're unwell. In a physical. In a phys- it's more physical. Mm-hmm. Um, at one time, we went from, it started, our health started out being thought of as just physical. Mm-hmm. Then we broadened that to mental. But we, as far as health goes, we probably didn't get much farther than that. Mm-hmm. And then in snuck wellness, the concept of wellness. Yes. So, Which I'm just now becoming familiar with, to be honest. Wow. Jay Woman, you've been doing wellness for a long time. I know, but I guess I didn't recognize it as wellness. You know oh, what I mean? Yes. Yes, absolutely. There are probably lots of us that are just wandering around doing what we do. Mm-hmm. And it is a wellness thing. We are, we are taking care of ourselves on many of those levels. How do you know or are able to recognize when you're not? Because I think there's a lot of people that can be walking around very unwell in many ways. Mm-hmm. But how do you get to the point where you can recognize your unwellness to become well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for that one, Jay Woman. Um, some of us are, are much more tuned in to ourselves than others of us. So some of us will know right away when we're a bubble off the bevel. You know, like um, when a level that a carpenter will use. Mm-hmm. That's a, and the bubble in the, <laughs> in the level is the bevel. Uh-huh. Um, and when the bubble is off the bevel, then the, is off. The whole thing yeah. is off. And, and some of us can, can, can feel that sooner within ourselves than others. Others of us, um, we can feel that we're off, mm-hmm. but we think there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, and, and so we just plug on and on and on. And that's why we get burnout so, with, with so many occupations. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, what does that look like? And burnout is definitely one thing that that looks like. Burnout, it looks totally like burnout. Mm-hmm. It can look like depression, yeah, um, which is a component of burnout. Um, and depression to me is something that's kind of sneaky in a way. It can creep up on you, I think, because I think that there are like different levels of depression. Oh, yeah. And I think you can be in certain stages or levels of depression for a long time and not even realize it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's chronic depression mm-hmm. um, that goes on and on and on. I mean, many, many people who who work with depression in their lives are lifetime depression depressives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are people that just have acute boom kind of yeah. episodes and they can be in and out of it. So, yes. Because you can be a functioning depressive. Yes. Just like a functioning alcoholic or functioning a lot of things. Yes. Yes. And I think that that's the sneaky aspect of it because, yes, you know, you can get yourself up and you can make yourself go to work every day. Yes. It's more obvious if you can't get out of the house and and you're at that level. But if you're going about your day and you're at least somewhat functioning, then that's when I think you might not even realize that you're depressed. Yes. Yes. Uh, for, For me... When, when I, I notice that I'm not, I'm not really happy about little things. I mean, little things make me very happy, like watching the birds at the bird feeder. How big a deal is that? But it makes me, it makes me happy. Yeah, it can bring a um, smile to just, your face. Just little things, um, seeing a neighbor at the grocery store, meeting somebody at the mailbox, having a zillion pink flamingos out on my lawn 
for a birthday treat. Now, did that make you happy, or were you a little bit annoyed, or oh, all of no, the above? I laughed. <laughs> I, I stood out on the lawn and just laughed like a loon. So it was a loon and. Well, somewhat. Know, well, who did of, it? They were naughty know. in that they put your age on there. Had they not put that on there, then I would have had you know more of a sense of humor about. It. Well, it it wasn't it wasn't the number thing that bugged me. It was more um, a safety issue. But um, since now I'm past that age and now I'm much more super than I was, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> well, and happy belated birthday because you just did recently celebrate a landmark one. I did. <laughs> and we'll I have did. to talk about the flamingos later because I want to know okay. if you figured out who did it. Still to this day, no? Nope. Nobody will fess up. Oh, wow. Whoever that was, that, they're good. It could have been you. No, it wasn't. Because I wouldn't have put... That's what everybody says. But I wouldn't have put your age oh, on there. Oh. I would have, you know, I would have been a little bit more respectful for that. So, and plus I'm not a prankster. That's not my thing. <laughs> but anyway, I did enjoy seeing the photo on Facebook, that, I must say. It was fun. No, it was great fun. I, I loved it. So did. you take joy in the little things. Yes, and I notice I I notice when I'm not really happy, which I am most of the time. Um, I mean, everybody has ups and downs, and I recognize it down. But when I'm I'm down for more than I don't know a day and a half or two days, mm-hmm. I begin to look at myself and say, "Okay, what are you not doing?" It's usually not doing, but sometimes it's doing. Um, that that's that's setting you out of balance, mm-hmm. and but. I am retired, and I, I, I'm not working five jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, I have more time to be introspective. Yeah. And that makes a difference, too. But have you found in being retired and having less to do, which I know you have stuff to do and that can occupy your time, but in a different way, is it a little bit easier if you're not careful to kind of fall into into the down a little bit because you don't necessarily on any given day have to get up or get out of the house or do things so is that ever a challenge um not no no not for me as i've never been a terribly consistent person (laughs) (laughs) it's not my thing so so no that's not one of the things that'll normally knock me knock me off balance it's more like um, if I procrastinate and then I have to race like a nut uh, to finish or do whatever I, I have to do. And I, I, you know, one part of your brain is saying, oh, no, you shouldn't be looking on Facebook. You have this and this, this to do. <laughs> but the other side of your brain is, well, just it'll just it'll be just another minute. Yeah. You well, know? I'm a horrible procrastinator. I always have it. I remember being in college and having these 30 and 40 page papers due. Did I do any of it ahead of time? No, you didn't. Of course not. I'm cramming, you know, drinking uh, Mountain Dew by the gallon the night before. Come and on. I always manage to like pull it off. But you put so much stress and pressure on yourself when you do that. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, and I'm, I'm working on managing stress and pressure. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> so. Well, maybe it isn't good to know that at your age you can still be struggling with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think we create. You know, if things are getting a little slow, well, we can create a little trauma drama, can't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's easy to do. Yes, that's, we can just jump right into <laughs> I can do that in a heartbeat. 
but um, I prefer not to do that. My body likes it better when I don't do that. What do you think are other indicators in other people that they might be a bubble off or just not feeling themselves? I think when um, when it's it's no longer when they turn down social invitations. Yeah, the like, isolating. Like mm-hmm. let's let's have a cup of coffee. Nah, let's go out for a drink after work. Nah, come on to church with me. Nah, when everything is nah. Instead of, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's huge. Um, When, when a person is, is not finding joy in what they normally do. Let's, let's say they're a, um, a biker. Let's say they're a knitter. Let's say they have something that they, they just love to do. Maybe Mm -hmm. they, maybe they collect, what, dolls? Something. And all of a sudden, that's not fun. Mm -hmm. They don't work in their garden anymore like what's up here something something's definitely up mm-hmm. um when all of a sudden somebody who is who knows and has has practiced sleeping on a regular schedule all of a sudden they're staying up and binge watching whatever whatever <laughs> on netflix which is so easy to do <laughs> which is so easy to do but they're doing it consistently mm-hmm. you know a night or two it doesn't count yeah but when they're doing it consistently week after week and dragging into work and that affects their physical health mm-hmm. and that affects their work performance and that affects their um, work interactions. Boom. When do Big you clue. think it, it rises to the point of needing an intervention, whether it's seeing a therapist, perhaps even if it's depression, getting on a medication? How serious does it get or should it get before you look at those options before who looks at those options anyone that's like in a, in this unwell state if you see it and you if you note if a person notices it and says oh hmm i need to do something about this they they do whatever they need they feel that they are able to do about it but mm-hmm. they're still in it Mm-hmm. I think then it's then it's time to to look for some other interventions. But sometimes we don't see this yeah. in ourselves. Yeah, um, and that's that's when I think it's helpful if a friend will step in mm-hmm. and say, you know, I've I've noticed that you've changed, and then up comes the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed you've changed this, this, and this. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, rather than saying, you are messing up on every level you've got, sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to do something. I, I think it's, <laughs> if, if you're not as confrontational and mm-hmm. you give them the opportunity to look at what you're saying and say, oh, geez, I guess I am doing that. Um, it's more likely that an, the other person will seek some help. And it seems like that happens less and less because it's like we're in this cultural thing now with social media to where we think, okay, as long as someone posts something on Facebook or Instagram, then they're okay. And not stopping to realize that anybody can post a photo with a fake smile on Facebook to make you think everything is okay. But I think it's so important for us to actually physically see someone and get in someone's face. Well, yeah, that's why we have what we call 
friends, <laughs> not just on social media, but the yeah. real flesh and blood thing, mm-hmm. or communities mm-hmm. such as church, such as Kiwanis, such as a yoga group, such as. Those yeah. are communities of caring people. Yeah. Um, people online that you see every 20 years, that does not count. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it, it counts, but it doesn't count as somebody that really knows your heart and your breath. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One-on-oneness. My goodness. And, and we, we do, that's been shoved aside a lot. Yeah, we're losing that. We all want to, you know, sit or, behind our computer or, you know. We're giving it our, away. Yeah, we are. We're giving it away. And, and that, that, that's like, oh, hurts my heart. So for the people that that do recognize it in someone, how do you recommend? I mean, you just gave a great example, but maybe some others of how do you approach someone as to not offend them necessarily, but to let them know that that you're noticing that something is off? I think you you get you get the idea in your head. Oh, okay, John's a little bit off today. Okay, think, think, think. And then you notice a few days later, Jatan's still, is this okay if I use you? Absolutely. Okay. Um, she, she still doesn't feel quite right. You know, she's smiling in the right places, but um, she just doesn't feel quite right. Okay. Watch, watch, watch. So we're into the next week. Um, on Monday, Jatan just is dragging in here. And usually Mondays, she's, she's, <laughs> she's caught her breath a little bit. But then if Jatan is still knuckles to the ground by Wednesday, mm-hmm. I'm going to come up to you and I'm going to say, Jay woman, I have been watching you for a little over a week. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me, blah, 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 blah. These are the things I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your life that's changed? You know, what mm-hmm. is it something that you and I can talk about? Um, or you and somebody need to talk about? And you'll come up with whatever you're going to come up with. Mm-hmm. If I tell you that you're a ripped mess, <laughs> you you are going to be um, somewhat defensive. Yeah. And you're probably not going to want to hear me. Yeah. Um, why would you? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. how you deliver the message is definitely important. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's, it's none of my business to judge what you're doing or how you're doing it. But it is my business, if you're my friend, Mm -hmm. if I notice self-harming behaviors, Mm -hmm. it is my business to say, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. And and then it's on you. So um, I think it's just about being a friend. That that would be be one of my ideas about how you be a friend. I think that's great. Have you ever had to have anyone intervene with you in that way? Or, I mean, you're just, just naturally so bubbly and effervescent. <laughs> um, no, no not, not really. Probably, probably I should have had a lot of intervention back when I lost some, some children. But at that time, we didn't do that. Yeah. We just didn't do that. Oh, God, and as no. you say that, I can think in several different times in my life that I probably needed it. But I don't know if I would have been open to receive that. Because you have to be open to be able yes. to receive that message as well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
that's that's that other and i think as especially as women i think we are so good at putting on the brave face Mm -hmm. because we're supposed to be the nurturers and we're taking care of everyone else and don't always do a great job of taking care of ourselves (laughs) but we can fake it really well (laughs) we seem to be coming back to self-care yes (laughs) that's what it's all about (laughs) That's a part of my tagline. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you are a zillion percent right. Um, but it, uh, most of the time, no, nobody nobody really has ever intervened in that way. Um, with me either. With me. Yeah, with I think I, I did a really good job of like, not that I was trying to put on a front, but sometimes when you're like so low like mentioning losing a child like when I uh, lost my son part of me getting better and fighting through the funk was going through the motions you know what I mean I do. having some routine I do getting back to normal things in life even though internally I felt like crap yes but I had to plug my way through it too yes I think that plugging your way through it well, here's a piece of consistency. If we can, if we can, if it's something we can control, mm-hmm. absolutely. Things that happen to us, uh, uh, an automobile accident um, that came out of nowhere, losing a child, bam, losing anybody that's special in our life, bam, losing a job. Oh, that must, can be a big one. All, all of the there. It's and it's out of our control. Yeah, and those things, like, I do think hurt the most. Because I remember one time I got laid off from a job out of the blue. It was totally unexpected. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I think I was depressed for quite a while. Like, whoa, I didn't see this coming. And then, like, what am I going to do? And going through all those phases of that. Yeah. Sure. You can grieve a job just like you grieve a marriage or grieve a death. Yeah. You can totally grieve a job, particularly if the person that let you go wasn't courteous enough to say, you know, Jatan, you've you've done wonderful work for us, mm-hmm. but this happened and we have to let you go. Yeah. I can't imagine they wouldn't be just dragging you in off the street to come and work for them. But... Um, nervy that they would let you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was their loss how dare they (laughs) that's exactly right who would not want chiton woods on their on their side and in their oh their business that's beyond my brain so pick on something that's encompassing in my brain yeah give me something i can grasp here that one's just too far out there and things like a sudden illness like Getting a horrible diagnosis or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, you know, horrible diagnosis, a sudden illness. Sometimes there's another teensy piece in there because sometimes we have inklings that something is wrong. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we say, oh, (laughs) you're going to be a hypochondriac. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, I can fight through it. Oh, blah, blah. So all of a sudden, here comes the hammer diagnosis, and we're yeah. like, oh, let's feel a little guilt. Let's, let's do some self-guilt here. Yeah. And, and then we say, I should have done it. I should have done. Should have done is, is like the worst. Yeah. Should have, could have, would have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those are bad. Yes. But in, in talking about like the physicality or even the, the mental 
aspect of us. Sometimes I think that it's hard for us to listen to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Like the signals are beaming out, like, look at me, there's something wrong, whether it's physical, mental, whatever, there's something going on here, flash, flash, flash. And it's so easy for us to ignore those signals. Why is that? Why do we want to ignore it? Is it because of the fear of facing it? Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, feeling well and healthy, doing okay. Really sick and in the hospital, yuck. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And go back to your we can handle it thing. We can handle it. It can't Mm -hmm. be so big that we can't handle it. And usually that's the case, but it's wonderful if you have a community behind you. Yeah. That, that makes a huge difference, I feel, in, in wellness. What it's about, because there, there are so many people that are lonely, yeah. whether they actually have to be or they kind of have isolated themselves to get themselves to that point. What do you say to the person out there that is lonely or says that they or feels that they really don't have a community or do not have people that care about them then how do you help someone like that that feels like wow well no one cares anyway that that is one of the big toughies of our time actually because as the population ages Mm -hmm. um, there are more and more people that feel like it's too scary out there Mm -hmm. and i can't do this because i'm getting older and everybody's dead. I mean, my mother's 99, for goodness sakes. She doesn't really have a lot of contemporaries. Yeah. Um, but she, she pushes herself to get out and get about. Mm-hmm. And that woman makes, makes friends with, with grocery clerks, with the mailman, <laughs> with the dog walking person, uh-huh. um, with the yoga teacher, all of whom are 50 60, 70, occasionally there's an 80 in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she does that. But that she's the exception. Yeah, I was going to say that is exceptional. Yes. Because a lot of older people, they have a lot of things that maybe sometimes block them from that, like mobility issues. They really have serious health issues. Yes. and. don't have a support system to where if they can no longer drive just getting around and things like that absolutely um one of the things that's so great about meals on wheels and i certainly hope the funding is never pulled from that program is the meals on wheels people at least once a day somebody shows up yeah to say hey i know the postal service has some kind of deal where if you have mail that's built up in your mailbox for x amount of time Mm -hmm. probably not a month (laughs) x amount of time they're going to come knock on your door Mm -hmm. or if you if a person notices that their neighbor uh, the lights aren't aren't on at normal hours Mm -hmm. um, there doesn't seem to be activity you can call the non 911 is it 211 what's the what's 118 there's a a a non-emergency police number and you can say could you do a wellness check on on so and so that can be helpful. I mean, you could mm-hmm. be anonymous if you want to be anonymous. Yeah. Um, or here's a big one. You could actually go to the door of that neighbor's house, knock on it and say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Um, a lot of us don't reach out of our comfort zone because I think we're afraid the neighbor or the whoever is going to look at us like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and what is it about 
me. That's your business. That uh, recently happened in my neighborhood. There was this like sweet little old lady who was found. I think she had been deceased several days. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really sad before someone, and I think it might have even been a mail carrier that said, this mail is building up, and and she was really active and very mobile, and so, yeah, she had fallen. And, yeah, and if someone had been able to get to her sooner, they might have been able to save her life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's important to check in on people. It Whether is. you think they'll receive it well or not, sometimes just do it because it's the right thing to do. That's right. You can just you can step out of your comfort zone for just a second mm-hmm. and, and, and do a quick check-in. The answer is either, I'm good, thanks, or I'm a mess, thanks. Yeah. And I have found just being decent and courteous to even people that you don't know. Because many, many years ago, I had... Uh, I was working at a different radio station and um, I think I ran into the person or something, but there was this gentleman that I knew him because he was like a a listener and he had won prizes at the station or whatever. And I saw him at like, you know, a grocery store and he was looking really down. And so I went over to him and was like, oh, how are you? So-and-so, I haven't seen you in a while. And then he stopped and he looked at me and he was like, you are the first person in like weeks that has stopped to even say hello to me and I was considering suicide because I felt like no one cared and he just thanked me he was like thank you for just even saying hello to me that let me know that there's decent people out there and that someone cared yeah and we both kind of had like a little tearful moment (laughs) and I'm like wow what if I hadn't spoken yes Yes, what if you hadn't spoken? Yeah. Um, the moment of feeling like a total jerk is so nothing compared to yeah. what you'd feel like if you found out that you hadn't spoken. Yeah, like if I had seen that in the newspaper, seen his obituary, yes. like, I just saw him. Oh, it would be that big yeah. what if, mm-hmm. what if, what if. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. So, yeah, just something simple like smiling at someone. Yeah. It's free, and it makes you feel good, too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It seems to me that sometime in the last three years, there was an article about how important it is to, number one, to smile. But you know how, um, is it Superman or Superwoman does this victory thing? There's something about raising your arms up and smiling that's supposed to make some kind of fabulous neurological connection um, within yourself. It just makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> too much information, Marianne. Lots of times I'll just smile around my house and do the superwoman thing. And then I think about myself in red boots. And then I, I think the superwoman outfit. And then I'm laughing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Me visualing myself in that outfit would give me a chuckle as well. <laughs> Yes, yes. The longer I think about that, that could turn into a real howler. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. 
Anyway, see, it worked. Yeah. Look at that. Yep. <laughs> that concludes part one of our discussion on wellness with Dr. Marianne Akers. Be sure and check out the next episode as we conclude this interesting discussion. Like what you hear so far, we would love to hear from you. Visit GetHappyWithJay.com. Leave a comment there or like the Get Happy With Jay Facebook page and interact with me. As always, if you like what you've heard, subscribe and please share. Also, another way for you to help grow this movement, you can nominate the podcast for an award. Go to podcastawards.com to nominate Get Happy With Jay under the health category. The nomination process runs through July 31st, so thank you in advance for taking the time to support this effort. Giveaway time is getting closer and closer. I'll be celebrating our 49th episode with a great gift basket full of goodies that I cannot wait to give away to one of my listeners. So you'll hear more about that and how you can um, get qualified to win in the coming weeks. Until next time, you guys, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish, it's self-care. 